All right, this is the Wisconsin Lighting Lab Willcast. My name is Adam Rupp, and my very special guest today is Matt with Excel Engineering. Matt, welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me. So, Matt, let's uh, let's dive in. Um, give me a few background details on Excel, and then what uh, what your role is within the the lighting and electrical department. Well, Excel is a is a kind of one stop shop for all engineering needs under one roof. Uh, we have everything from architectural, structural, civil, process, MEPs. I work under the uh, electrical department. Um, we also have a precast division, and um, so I've been there for 12 years this year. Um, busy. Uh, we have about 200 employees. Oh, wow. Uh, yep. And we, we kind of have been growing quite a bit. A couple of uh, building additions since I've been there and um, really, uh, really a great company to work for. That's awesome. And what is a, what is a typical project look like? Um, I know you guys do a lot on the food processing side of things, and I know you serve a number of different end markets, but when a, when a end user comes to you, you know, what are they really looking for Excel to do? So we do a lot of different projects, pretty much you name it, we've done it or we'll do it. Um, a lot of times we'll, our biggest money maker, I could say, is, uh, is the food industry, a lot of dairy pr- uh, plants. Um, we are in Wisconsin, we right? We are in Wisconsin, <laughs> right. A lot of cheese being made, so, yep. so we thrive on that. But uh, yeah, that's kind of our, our, uh, our bread and butter. But uh, we do everything from, from retail, uh, hospitality, uh, other commercial office buildings, um, uh, but mainly, like I said, it's it's mainly the the dairy uh, industry that we really kind of thrive on. And when a when a customer customer comes to you, they're really looking, as you mentioned, for for a one stop shop. Mm-hmm. So you guys have an electrical team, a mechanical team. Um, I'm sure there's structural teams. I know you do some IoT and controls type type things as well. Right. Within the electrical department, is that where the, the lighting team kind of also resides? And at what point in the process does, does your crew um, kind of take over that, that silo within the job? Yeah, so typically it's really a good uh, aspect from an owner's perspective to be kind of under one roof. Yep. Um, we can walk down the hall and, and contact the architect if there's any issues or questions to be had. So. Uh, that, that really is a, is a positive aspect. Um, the lighting design is under the electrical department. Okay. I'm, I'm kind of one of the lead lighting designers or electrical designers. And, uh, yeah, so that's all done under, under our department. And like I said, it, it is really a, um, great to be a one-stop shop. So owners like that where they don't have multiple clients to attend to and um, different firms to, uh, to kind of keep things in line so and when you say owner you mean the the end user of the product so the person building the facility or expanding their facility um the person the the, the more or less the person in the, that's hiring you guys okay right exactly okay got it and um you know, within electrical uh you know there there's a few different components within that lighting is one of them how much do you get involved on the the power side of things and making sure that the customers um you know power is, is clean and working with utility companies and making sure whatever electronics are plugged into the system are, are you know, operating within kind of that specification. Do, do you do that as well? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we'll, we'll work with the utility. A lot of times they're uh, greenfield sites or, you know, new buildings. And um, many of these projects are big buildings that will require multiple services, multiple electrical services. So um, obviously the utility has to be made aware of that. And uh, we kind of take um, what the owner's wants and needs are, electrically speaking, um, kind of do some calculations, obviously, and determine, let's just say there's um, a building with multiple um, services, you know. Um, 
we'll, we'll take those requirements and uh, distribute power accordingly to handle the owner's needs. Mm -hmm. So really there's a, there's a pretty major project management role as well. So it's not just technical side, doing layouts, doing designs. You guys are really helping manage the overall scope of the There's job. There's a lot going on in the background as yep. well, correct. And from a, a regulatory standpoint or building codes, um, you know, that can vary state to state quite a bit. And I would imagine, given that you guys are kind of headquartered in Wisconsin, um, you know a lot about that market. But you, get, you also have license in, licenses in, in all states all as well. All 50 states, correct. So do you, I know you're, you're, you're headquartered in Wisconsin, but do you work on projects outside of Wisconsin as well? Absolutely, yeah. And um, obviously their codes do differ yep. from state to state. The biggest one that we are uh, dealing with, I guess, on the lighting side is the the IECC, the International Energy Conservation Code, and that really differs. Um, we've seen the most change with that from state to state as of late uh, because some states are adopting more stringent uh, uh, energy codes uh, compared to others. So that's really been the, um, not headache or hiccup, but most a lot of, a lot of work goes into that to yep. make sure that you're abiding by those codes. Okay. And on the, on the lighting design side of things, what are you, you, know, what are you guys looking for in in products and in manufacturers and controls you know it's it's you know it's our goal as a factory and then you know a lot of the, the people that support our products in the supply chain you know kind of business 101 is to to make it easy on the, the the folks that are specifying our products and purchasing our products but how can we as a factory make your job easier well number one honestly is quality and uh we want to we want to spec fixtures that are that are going to last they're going to work right away um that you just have a, a good feeling about have used or tried and true yep. um, that, that's really the biggest thing the next thing with a lot of our projects and, and owners there obviously like any owner um, will be uh, concerned about cost they don't want to overspend sure um, there's obviously always a budget um, and that's something to take into account too but you really want you get what you pay for there's a fine line right there really is yeah, yeah. so uh, it, it is a fine line but uh, quality would be the, the number one thing and um, you know if you haven't heard of a a company maybe you're not you stay away from that you know <laughs> yep. and and we you know we do the same thing on the on the component side is you know number one you know vet our vendors as much as possible mm -hmm. and um it's funny that the longer I, I do this you know the more the idea that you know one person's product is another person's component you know that that really that really rings true where in our in our mind our engineering our products are our light fixture in your mind, that's a component within the overall building that you're designing. Right. So it's, you know, those, those kind of first principles of quality and vendor relationships and making things easy on, on people that are working with the products, I think, you know, really rings true at, uh, at all levels. Right, right. There is a lot more that goes into it. It's, you know, lighting is just one aspect Absolutely. of the entire building yep. when it comes to, uh, you know, producing construct construction drawings. So, um, but yeah, it really, do it comes down to quality and, uh, and, things that you trust and, and a warranty and things like that. Yep. So within, you know, within the engineering silo at Excel, I guess let's, let's talk specifically about the electrical and lighting department. What types of engineers or engineering disciplines are, are on that team from a, it could be a position or a background or, um, you know, what, what does that team look like? Well, uh, we have, uh, a couple of electrical engineers license. Um, uh, a lot of guys we, we train, you know, on 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 hand um we uh we have all, all of our team does lighting um all of our team does power distribution and, and stuff like that but um 
I guess you could say that a couple of people are specialized in, in lighting, and whereas other guys are more Work. towards the power distribution or um, uh, low voltage. Uh, we just hired a guy that, that kind of specializes our low voltage and telecommunications division. So, um, but ultimately, we all kind of do everything. Yep. Our whole team. We got we got a crew of uh, twelve guys and gals in our department alone. So cool. And uh, you and I collaborated on a project uh, a few months ago where. Um, you know, we, we hired you guys to help put together a specification for some of our sports lighting jobs. Mm -hmm. And we, you know, we had a focus on power and clean power. And, um, you know, we really, you know, for us with some of these mission critical applications that we work on, whether it's sports or high mast or airport lighting, infrastructure lighting, that type of thing. Um, you know, we found out, uh, a couple of years ago, that's really important for us to have a holistic view of the electrical system. Mm -hmm. Um, but in terms of protecting lighting equipment, what do you see as the the fundamentals of that starting at the the transformer and then the distribution panel and then maybe at the pole itself and then on board the fixtures what when you when your team is is designing a system um you know what are the what are the things that you require to be in that specification well typically we'll always have an spd on the incoming service which in typical um, it'll be a switchboard or a smaller application an eyeline panel or something like that but um always have uh third protection device on the incoming and then as you branch out from there depending on what kind of loads you have on like I say a panel you'll have an SPD on, on that panel as well um, when you uh, brought up the project that we kind of helped you with at, at the pole level we also had another uh, smaller type 3 SPD at the pole to uh, protect those components within each of those poles so and uh, included with with that design we had a lot of um, lightning uh, mitigation uh, ground, uh, ground rod down to down to earth and, and stuff like that. So really, you're trying to com uh, protect those components in the whole system, really. And how does how does that differ with new installations versus retrofit applications, where the existing um, you know electrical and conduit is there? Uh, you, you know, what what will you guys do from a, a part standpoint or product standpoint to to help protect? Um, you know, retrofit applications with existing electrical infrastructure? Well, there's a, there are things you can do. Um, obviously, one of them, a lot of times, we'll, we'll go into an existing facilities and see that there is no surge protection de devices whatsoever. So, um, and that's something that you can add on easy enough after the fact, you know, and, and uh, add some um, additional protection. Um, again, to go back to the projects we helped you with, there was some fusing involved. Sure. So, um, stuff like that. You, there, there are after you don't see it too much, but uh, there are things you can do to help mitigate um, surges and, and things like that and help protect the system overall. Okay, cool. Well, in the, in the food processing market, uh, specifically, you know, the lighting in that, in that space, what are, what are you guys looking for in a, in a product, uh, you know, from a, a compliance standpoint, um, might be lumen output, uh, you know, what, what, um, when you start to look for products to specify, you know, what are the main ingredients that you want? Sure. Um, a lot of times our environments when you're introducing these now LED fixtures are uh, washed down rated and uh, fully gasketed. They got to be able to take on water. Um, the other aspect is, um, I guess you could say NEMA 4X rated, whereas you're, you're, you're introducing um, some chemicals, some cleaning chemicals. So um, the other aspect of that is uh, hose down, whether it's a higher pressure hose or not. You know, if it's 20 feet in the air, it's probably not going to get hit too hard with a hose, mm -hmm. but um, those are all things to take into account. NSF ratings, uh, certain ratings like that in those environments is important. Um, 
lumens per watt have been going up like astronomically, which is great, um, which only helps the overall wattage consumption go down. So mm-hmm. it's it really is fantastic with the uh, the LED, getting into LED world and, and th- things are making it easy for us and, and, and better for everyone, really. Have you guys done anything with uh, remote drivers or remote power or are typically the products that you specify, do, do they have onboard drivers and power at the fixture? Typically they're onboard. Um, if there's a need for remote, um, it doesn't happen often. Usually it comes down to the size of the housing itself. If it needs to be a remote, a lot of times you'll see like decorative fixtures mm-hmm. have remote, but um, there's really not a whole lot of reason um, to have uh, a remote driver. Uh, if you're getting to the fixture, which is less and less <laughs> nowadays, <laughs> yep. um, you know, it's so it's so rare that there's really not a reason for it but if if you did um i I suppose it wouldn't be too far away okay and then spec sheets product support documents if you had to id a few things that maybe bad spec sheets would have versus good spec sheets when you guys are are going through product options you know really what what do you want to see on those 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 cut sheets i guess um easy to understand um, I like a, a nice, clean, easy to understand model number, for example. Yep. Um, it's intuitive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It kind of makes sense. Yeah. You know, you, you run across some model numbers. It's just, it's this long and, and it's just jumbles. So, uh, yeah, I guess a nice clean cut sheet. Uh, again, you, you know, your fixtures that you use, you know, often enough and you're familiar with it and you tried and true. Um, but you know, a, a clear list of listings, you know, uh, UL listing, NSF, for example, those types of things. Um, if those are kind of written right on the box, as they say, you know, then it's it's kind of it's heartwarming. It's nice to to see that right away. Gives you it's some easy. confidence, right? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. and then um, you know, beyond that, uh, you know, it could be sell sheets. Um, you know, it could you know, brochures. Your, your owner customers, your end users. What types of things do they want to see versus the, the technical people on your team? Or is it just a case where when you guys put together a specification packet and more or less sign off on it, that's the, that's the vote of confidence they need? Yeah, it really is that vote of confidence. Um, it's, it's kind of uh, if you're presenting it, there's some trust in it. You know, we're not going to present a, mm-hmm. a fixture that we don't trust or we're not sure of. Um, but ultimately, owners like to see um, the look because yep. obviously the finished product is Aesthetics what's important. Are important. Aesthetics yep. is important. Yep. And then again, it comes down to pricing as well. You know, they don't want to overpay, but uh, you get what you pay for. And as long as it's a good quality fixture, that's the most important. One of the terms that I hear thrown around a lot with some of our kind of uh, partners in the supply chain is is value engineering. Mm-hmm. So where there's a there's a budget that's given, there's a you know more or less a general project that that's approved, and then there's a a cost uh, cutting or mitigation process that goes into that. Um, how do you guys kind of balance that that fine line between you know saving your your customers uh, money, but also at the same time um, you know not not you know, not incorporating low quality technologies into the, into the job. Yeah. So typically, uh, we don't like the term value engineering. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and, and honestly, the, the value is engineered upfront for us. Sure. Is probably the best way I can put it. Uh, we're not, we're not in the business of just wasting owner's money. Yeah. Um, we're, we're taking that, that engineering and putting value to it and adding value to it and using best practices. And, and, um, so that, that value engineering, it, usually doesn't work out well for the owner yeah. in the end um but like i said we, we like to uh 
we like to kind of put that value ahead of time and, and engineer it in our in our process okay what about uh, technology trends in in your business as it relates to to lighting uh, you know some of the um, components companies that I've interviewed recently um, certainly there's a lot of talk about IOT uh, controls and it seems like there's multiple kind of electrical disciplines that are in the process of being merged right now you know we're traditionally a, a light fixture it's its job was to you know produce photons and put them you know put them on a vertical or horizontal plane where you know fixtures are now moving into you know really computers or microcontrollers do you see iot say at an, an industrial building as separate from lighting or do you kind of think of those two things as as one and the same and how does how does the control side of things relate to lighting versus just general building management? Um, the IOT thing hasn't really kicked off in, in our world too much yet. Okay. Um, what we're starting to see more and more is the introduction of wireless controls. Um, that I'm, I haven't really used much either because I haven't had much trust in it, but I keep hearing really, really good things about it, especially with like uh, renovation projects. It can be, uh, I think there's some value there. Sure. Um, the, uh, the IOT, it's it's becoming everywhere mm -hmm. you know um we just don't see it too much at this point in time and once that kind of goes mainstream within within your discipline or your market do you guys think you'll have a separate crew or a separate team that's supporting that i know you have a like an audio visual yep. um, department that maybe that's a little bit closer to what lighting is going to be a few years down the road but do you see more of that skill set and that team um, taking ownership of the, the industrial IOT or the lighting controls or do you think um, that'll still be within um, the electrical and lighting silo? So I did fail to mention we have an AV division um, earlier and, and we will we'll kind of um, put our heads together and work together on things like that so you are correct that would be uh, lighting controls is a big aspect of what they do um, and, and we have and will work together on projects and um, kind of ultimately the, get the end product together and, and, and really work together. Um, but uh, the lighting control aspect is, uh, is something that we'll, we'll definitely both do. Yep. Um, but they, uh, they do a lot, lot of uh, AV things and lighting control is definitely one of them. Yeah, I interviewed a, an engineer um, with one of our suppliers uh, a couple weeks ago. And, you know, we were discussing lighting controls, lighting technologies, wireless technologies, and it was pretty much his stance that, stance that um, you know, there's, there's plenty of technology options out there. Um, it's just a matter of a lot of the lighting companies, you know, getting on the same page where there's, you know, there's other products, even residential things, and it could be audiovisual products or other industrial I IoT products have been really been using these wireless technologies forever. But for whatever reason, a lot of the lighting companies are still going in, in multiple directions. So you know, he was talking a lot about uh, you know Zigbee or, or Bluetooth Mesh or Wi-Fi you know versus Cat5, and you know it's not a matter of necessarily picking one and running with it, but really understanding the application. You know, for instance, with us on the sports side, um, you, you know if we're, we're trying to put a, a light show together. Um, for a retrofit application, it's not necessarily feasible for the, the customer to run all new Ethernet cable to you know 400 fixtures for a minor league ball mm -hmm. ballpark. So you know being able to leverage some of the you know the, the tried and true wireless te technologies, I, I think is is important. But I think you know it really has to be understood by you know by the specifier and by the factory, and also you know having factories that can help with the commissioning process. 
where you know some of the, the the controls projects that we've done, we try and program and commission as much as possible on the, at the factory. And when it gets on site, all the fixtures are ID'd, um, you know, both at the driver but also in the, in the control software. And um, you know, contractors, it seems like you know they just they want to hook things up, they want to bolt them to you know the existing infrastructure, hook up the hot neutral ground. And then don't necessarily want to be in the, the the geek squad business of troubleshooting things. So it's for me, I'm trying to understand. You know, I think in the lighting space, this this troubleshooting skill set certainly has to. I think it has to emerge. And I'm just, for me, it's like, at what level is that going to be? Is that going to be with the engineering firm? Is it going to be at the contractor level? Is it going to be you know support from the factory? Is it a service contract from the factory? Um, I, I guess within that context, maybe in the AV side. Um, What's, I mean, if you had to take a guess, I mean, where do you see that falling in over the next few years? Yeah, I think a lot of that would actually stem or start from the owner and, and whether they want to introduce a technology like, like things you mentioned in, yeah. their, in their building. Um, a lot of guys are, you know, uh, old school yeah. and, and they just, they don't even want to think about, you know, the geek squad access. And because there's inherent issues that come up. You know, it's, I think, you know, they're, they're probably right for being cautious about it. And we've actually been cautious right. too. You know, we, you know, we always say when we ship a product, you know, ideally we, we don't see it back. It's because it's working as it should. No news is good news. No news is good <laughs> news. And, you know, we, I'm sure we've all helped friends and family members out with uh, troubleshooting their, their IT issues and their computers. Right. And it, it gets frustrating. So um, I, I think, you know, yeah, I think, I think you're right. I mean, people, I think, have had the right kind of reaction to it, especially for, you know, sports jobs and other applications where they're hard to hard to get to. They're hard, they're hard to reach, and um, you know we we interviewed uh, Synapse a couple weeks ago, and uh, they're an industrial IoT and lighting company. Um, they, they make a, a product that sits on top of a Zigbee protocol. You know, one of the conclusions we came to is it's really more of a, a an it's a an IT discipline. So instead of just maybe a, an engineering team you know, in, in, at an industrial facility be involved with the project or maybe the maintenance department, you know, the IT people kind of need to get involved as well. You know, it's, I think lighting is going to get to the point where it's really not any different to commission a light fixture than it is to commission a desktop computer and having some of those skills um, involved in that process, I think is going to be key. Yeah. Yeah. The other aspect too is uh, we can introduce certain things and, and bring up things that maybe uh, the owner doesn't know about or, or had, had thought about. So it's definitely important for for guys like us and to to learn those those technologies and have the ability or have it in our back pocket to introduce it. Yeah, absolutely. So what other what other technology trends or what other you know what other things are you guys seeing um, or kind of maybe hoping for? You know what what are you hoping for that um, the technologists and the components vendors and the fixture companies? You know what are you hoping that gets developed over the next few years? Um, I guess really I'm kind of looking forward to or or keeping in mind the wireless aspect of yep. things because I don't know I, I just I had some doubts about it but I'm hearing things like the encryption that's going to them because that was one fear that we had for from an owner that security security and it can yep. get hacked from the outside or, or what have you so uh, I'm starting to gain a little bit more trust in, in the uh, in the things I've been hearing about it um, I think like I said it could be great for renovation projects and and like you said there's different companies do do it different ways yep. where <clears throat> Maybe uh, some things are wireless, but some things are still wired. So you have a lot of flexibility there. Um, but lighting control is, is definitely, in, in general, is something mm -hmm. that, that is, um, you have to be good at because 
energy codes are getting so stringent and, and, and owners want that control and they should have it, you know. So uh, definitely lighting controls is something that we'll, we'll stay on top of and, and looking forward to um, different products and, and different means to, to, uh, to get what, what you want. Okay. Um, so in the, in the project management process, how does a firm like Excel work on behalf of the, the end user to help select a contractor? Is what, what role do you guys take in that part of the process? So we have our, you know, the contractors that we've worked with before, yep. and it's kind of like similar to light fixtures that you've used, you know. Um, but ultimately, it is up to the, the owner to, to select that. They'll get bids in from mm-hmm. four or five contractors, depending on the size of the project, and uh, um, it, it's, it's up to them to, to pick what price they're willing to pay. Sure. So um, there's only so much, you know, we, we can give a, a couple of, you know, we could, we could tell them a few names, yep. but you know, that's, that's really about it. It's, it's ultimately up to them. Okay. Well, anything else you'd like to like to add or, or run through? Um, yeah, I guess it, it's just, uh, it's an exciting time yeah. right now and, and, and kudos to you guys for being uh, ahead of the curve of, of the LED world. Um, uh, it really has been, I was thinking just the other night, it really has been, uh, quite the change to go from the old technology HID mm-hmm. compact fluorescent but LEDs it's it's, it's an exciting time yeah so. absolutely well thanks a lot man I appreciate well, you coming you. We'll, we'll definitely have you back there's a lot to cover on this topic That's right. That's all right. right thank you thank you appreciate it